This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the latest Under the Radar podcast with me, Matt Addison. Liverpool host Brighton in the Premier League on Wednesday night. And there's a couple of players being linked with the Reds who are among Graham Potter's squad. One of those is, of course, Ben White, but the other is Malian midfielder Yves Bissouma, who we're going to take a bit of a look at today. Joining me, first of all, to do that is Charlie Haffenden from the Let's Talk Brighton podcast. Charlie, thank you very much for joining me. I mean, first and foremost, could you give us a quick overview, if you like, of the type of player that Bissouma is and I suppose the importance to, to Graham Potter's Brighton as well this season? Well, he's extremely important to the way Brighton wants to play. He's an essential player in Graham Potter's squads. He's always starting games. Somehow over a very congested, festive fixture schedule, he's been playing near enough every game. The only game he missed was against Man City when he was suspended from too many yellow cards. That's one thing he does like. He likes the yellow cards. But he's a proper workhorse in that midfield. He will never stop running for the team. He must have one of the most miles covered for Brighton this season. He breaks up the play well. He drives it forward. He does absolutely everything you need him to do. And he's well above Brighton's level to be honest with you. I think he could play probably in any of the teams in the top six, maybe bar Man City. So as a player for Liverpool to target, he's definitely someone you want to be looking at. Graham Potter in the, the last couple of weeks has sort of talked up him being a Champions League standard of, of mm. player. I mean, it sort of seems like a strange thing to, to say as a manager because you want to, to keep those sorts of players rather than move them on, surely. But I suppose that just shows, you know, he is realistic. He knows that if a Champions League club was to come in for Basuma, he would be at that level, as you say. Yeah, that's something Graham Potter does. He's always very realistic. After a defeat, after a draw, whatever it might be, even a win sometimes, not very often at the moment, he will always look at it from a level-headed perspective. And he's doing that with his players as well. He's talked up Tarek Lamptey as well, saying how good of a footballer he is. We all know that. But Basuma, I'm not surprised he's likening him to the Champions League because... He is at that level. I might sound silly saying that. He's playing at Brighton, but he's way above Brighton's level. You can see that. He is the main man every single game at the moment. And well, it's for good reason that he's been talked about it in that light. He seems like a really energetic player as well. Something we yeah. know that, that Liverpool like. Really athletic, box to box. Is that me sort of stereotyping on the, the sort of limited amount that I've seen him? Or is he just like that, you know, every single minute of every single match? He is just like that. You're not just stereotyping. He does that for the team. And I think you could put him in any squad and he would fit in immediately. He's the kind of player who will link you between your midfield and your defence very easily as well because he breaks up the play. But he'll also do the job that a number 10 would normally do where you move from the midfield to the attack. He does absolutely everything. His pass accuracy has been great this season. That's something he lacked a little bit last season. His decision-making wasn't quite there. But now I think he's 24 years old. He's starting to mature a little bit more. And uh, he's also got a bit of a goal threat. He's only scored four for us in total at the club. One being against Blackpool quite recently. But every goal he does score seems to be a screamer. I think they've all been outside the area. Um, So a threat on the attack and he breaks up the play in midfield. What more can you want, really? Yeah, he sounds like a, a really perfect player for Liverpool, really. But I suppose the, the big question for me with all of these players is, is this a, a run of form or is he sort of showing the consistency now over, say, last season and this season? Is he at a, a level where you could say that this is his true level or, or is this just a, a sort of a red hot piece of form over the last couple of months? 
I think it is his level because it's not like he's been scoring bags of goals and he's having a form run that way. It's the way he adds to the team and it's the same thing every single game. Even if the team doesn't perform and we're losing matches, he's still a standout player. I don't think it's a run of form because last season as well, he was showing promising signs. He wasn't quite there. And as I was saying before, he looks like he's finally maturing into that player we've always wanted him to be. We signed him for like £15 million from Lille a few seasons ago and he really did struggle to get in there and people were starting to think, oh, is he another flop? Ali Reza, your handbash costs us a lot of money. Is he going to be another one of those? But he has really fit into that team now and he has matured, as I say, and I think he would add a lot of energy and promise to that Liverpool midfield if he did try to sign him. Obviously, the, the one player that Liverpool might have to replace in the summer is Gini Wijnaldum if he does mm. leave. And I think stylistically, on paper, at least, they seem like similar sorts of players. I mean, is is Wijnaldum the one that you'd compare him to or, or is there maybe a different player that you think he, he sort of plays most like? Well, I mean, I think they're very similar, but I think Basuma, what he does is he normally hangs back on the edge of the area. If I'm not mistaken, Wijnaldum always seems to be a late runner, a late arriver in the penalty area. He scores, I think, in Liverpool's last game by doing just that against West Ham. So Basuma normally hangs back. I think that's the main difference, I'd say. But the, the energy they both have, their drive to get forwards, their great ability on their ball and the ball control, they both have that in abundance. And also the passing accuracy. Wijnaldum's very good at linking up the play. Basuma does that as well. So I'm just saying, like, I don't think he'll get into the box as much as someone like Wijnaldum, but you've got the likes of Mane, Salah, Firmino to do that. And I think what he'd do, actually, is he'd allow those guys to excel You've seen Firmino come a lot deeper this season, if I'm not mistaken. He used to be a lot further up the pitch. Yes, he's a defensive striker, but I've seen him come for, uh, come back a lot more into that midfield. I think Basuma would allow him to stay forward a bit more and really excel. And obviously, alongside someone like Thiago, <laughs> oh my words, he'd be able to push forward even more as well. And it scares me, to be honest, looking at Liverpool with Basuma in that team. Poof. Yeah, certainly seems like he's got the attributes. I suppose that the other crucial question for Liverpool is how much would he cost? I mean, we've seen, obviously, the likes of Ben White. Brighton won't let him go cheaply. I suppose it would be the same, wouldn't it, for Bissouma? I mean, obviously, it's just a bit of a guess, a bit of an estimate. But how much do you think potentially Brighton might ask for Bissouma in the summer? I mean, it's very difficult because the transfer market at the moment is so inflated and you're seeing players going for crazy amounts. But... Although he's probably valued, I reckon, on most websites I've seen anyway, about 20, 25 million pounds. I'd say he's probably worth close to 40. That might seem quite ridiculous, but it's always going to be a premium if it's a team like Liverpool with a lot of money coming in for a signature. There's a lot of interest. He's had interest from Real Madrid as well, Arsenal. I think Manny Nice have been looking at him. So there's definitely going to be competition and that will just drive his price up even more. You might even be looking at 50 million, to be honest. I don't think it'd be much more than that because this is the sort of money that Brighton can't really say no to. But we're not a selling club, and we saw that at Ben White in the summer. Leeds offered, I think it was 25 million, then 30 million for him. We rejected those bids, and he wasn't even proven in the Premier League at that point. He'd only played in the Championship, so we definitely will drive up his price. It'll cost you a lot of money. Yeah, certainly will. As you say, Arsenal, Real Madrid, Manchester United, Manchester City, I think, were linked with him last summer at one stage. I mean, how high is his ceiling? Can he get to, to the very top? Can he make himself a, a regular for, for one of these teams, do you think? I genuinely believe that he can. Like the attributes he's got and the way he's maturing so quickly, it, it does scare me, to be honest. I think he could be world class. And that does sound a bit nuts considering he plays for Brighton at the moment, but he can get there. I've seen these qualities come through. And I was a player, a player, sorry, <laughs> a guy who was uh, looking at him as a player last season and the season before. 
as someone who needs to be starting every game. And there's a reason for that. And now he's shown those capabilities. And I think he really can go to the top. I think Graham Potter's helped him massively. Potter's a fantastic manager. We might not have the points this year, but the way he's developed him into a player, he loves doing that at the youth, I think is great. And I think someone like Jurgen Klopp would really help him to excel as well and really hit that top level. Yeah, it'd be interesting if he can find some consistency. I'm sure he's one that Liverpool will be linked with plenty of times between now and the summer. Charlie Haffenden from the Let's Talk Brighton podcast. Thank you very much for your time this morning. It was uh, really, really interesting to, to speak to you. It sounds like a, a real top player in the making. No worries, mate. Take care. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I'm now joined by tactics, scouting and analytical writers, Josh Williams and David Hughes, of course, from the Analyzing Anfield podcast to take a look at Basuma from that side of things. And Josh, I suppose the, the obvious broad question is, you know, do the numbers suggest that, that Liverpool might be interested in Basuma as these sort of transfer links seem to suggest? Yeah, well, he's, he's an interesting player. I think he's he's always been a player of interest to people that follow the numbers and you know data analytics and all that sort of stuff he looks like uh, unconventional i think to the typical central midfielder Um there's nothing overly specific about some of those numbers i think he dribbles more often than the typical central midfielder inclined to carry the ball takes the odd little risk and stuff like that maybe you have to look a little bit deeper than the likes of goals and assists but when he did move to to brighton from the french uh, League One, there was a bit of intrigue around him, just seeing how he'd do and stuff, because he was he, he was tipped alongside, I think maybe in the same summer, a fella called Andres Frank Zambo and Gisa moves to Fulham, I think he's another player who showed up in the numbers, and I think since he came to Brighton, he, he's just he's probably progressed as expected, maybe reaching a level now where he's better than Brighton and he can make a bit of a step up to to a team in and around you know the European spots like Liverpool. Is that sort of your sort of assessment of it, David? I mean, is he a, a player that, that's progressed enough to, to warrant these sorts of links? I mean, we've seen Liverpool, Manchester City, Arsenal, Real Madrid, all these sorts of clubs that are supposedly interested in him. Is he is he at that level, do you think, at this moment? Or is that a sort of future projection for, for what he might become? Yeah, I think there's a case to say he's on the cusp of being there. Um, you know, Josh touched on a little bit there, but he's, he's come from a, a club who tends to recruit really well. Uh, in, in Lille uh, I think Brighton as well you know Brighton are the, the, a kind of club for me that it, they they also seem to do some really good business recruitment wise and I think when you think of like the, the Red Bull group and you know you put Lille in that and I think I put Brighton in this group uh, of clubs that you you can kind of trust from a scouting perspective uh, he's come in he's adapted really well to the Premier League you know he's not you know he's not really a headline grabber I guess Uh Again, Josh touched on it about not much in the terms of goals and assists, but obviously you've got to keep in mind he he normally does more of a, I guess you call it a bit of a protective role uh, in that kind of what Brighton play, I guess like a three four three three four two one type thing. Um, you know he's he's doing a lot of breaking up the play, uh, but you know he's got really good mobility. He's a strong player, decent size at six foot, um, and he looks after the ball really well. Touched on the dribbling earlier. Uh, I think he's really good at dribbling himself out of tight spaces, and you do come across a lot of them uh, in the middle of the pitch, don't you? And I think he does really well in. I guess you you probably coined the term press resistance. Uh, I think that's a, a lot to his game, and um, I just look, there's definitely a lot to like about him, in my opinion. 
Dave there sort of saying that, you know, he's come from Lille, Josh. I mean, is that is this a player that Lille have, have maybe let go too soon? Because normally we see them keep hold of these players, develop them and, and get huge fees for them. But it seems he might be one that sort of slipped the net over in France. Possibly, but I think Brighton, as Dave mentioned there, Brighton tends to recruit really well. Um, they're obviously well-backed, well-funded. And I think they, they did end up paying around, I think it was around 20, 25 million for them, wasn't it? So it's a, it's a decent fee for Lille to get. I think at the time he was maybe around 22. He's 25 now, I think. So I think for Lille it was probably decent business. And I think for Brighton it was decent business. It's one of those where Brighton have opted to take a bit of a risk. Sign players outside the Premier League. Obviously, they've got ambitions to move up the table, so you're not really going to move up to the table if you make typical signs from in and around Premier League clubs. You need to take a bit of a risk. Um, and I think he, he's came to England, showing what he can do. I think Leo will probably be relatively happy with the, the fee that he got for him. And I think Brighton will be happy with the fee that they pay, considering if he was to move soon, if he was to be sold, he'd probably go for the profit at the minute. Yeah, turns 25 in, in August, Dave. Is he the sort of right age profile and the right type of player, do you think, for, for Liverpool to be looking at? We know that they've got a few sort of midfield decisions to make. It, it sort of feels like the right player at the right time in his career, potentially. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, obviously, the, there's, there's always talk of the ambition to try and get, get players very early on, maybe before they start uh, illustrating the potential like like he is now. But I think as Liverpool have kind of progressed as a side, you know, to a real elite team, you know, in the top two in the Premier League, uh, current champions, I think they can afford to, you know, almost let players like this have their period of adjustment in at other clubs before coming along and basically picking them. Uh, I think I think twenty five is a good age, um, still just before his prime, coming into his prime years, um, and yeah, it would it would certainly you know kind of remedy some of those midfield headaches that they're probably going to have over the next 12 months with the likes of Wijnaldum and uh, one or two others as well. So, you know, it is, it is a really good age and he, he feels like the type of player that um, you could you could probably trust fairly fairly early on, almost immediately, in fact, if he did come into the team um, because he's got that experience in, in, in the league already. I suppose, Josh, that the obvious comparison is Gini Wijnaldum, isn't it? Would you say that it's fair to sort of categorise them in a, a similar sort of way? And would it be fair to, to assume that if Liverpool do go for Basuma, possibly it's with one eye on replacing Wijnaldum? Yeah, I don't think it's it's much of a lazy comparison. I think, you know, that can often be a, be the case when it's, you know, two centre midfielders and that sort of stuff. But I do think Wijnaldum and Basuma are very similar players. They've touched on his press resistance. That's one of Wijnaldum's best qualities. Wijnaldum's able to keep the ball, but he's always he's also quite quite adaptable. Wijnaldum, he can perform a variety of different roles in midfield. Assume it's the same. And while also being defensively good and a reliable player, Wijnaldum's got attacking qualities that he can apply to the game if needed. He can pop up with the odd goal. He can make midfield runs. As I said, he's quite a dribbler, press resistance. And Basuma's is vaguely similar. I think we've seen... The, the the late midfield runs a bit less into the box, you know, arriving late with a header maybe. But I think being able to apply attacking qualities to the game from midfield, um, something that Liverpool have been really keen on when it comes to recruiting since Jürgen Klopp got the job at Anfield, you know, just regardless of the position all over the pitch, every player has attacking qualities. You know, Fabinho, even Alisson, the goalkeeper, every player's got attacking qualities and I think Pursuma takes that box 
and it's it's similar in terms of how he how he will arrive as well if he does sign, because I think when Alden arrived from, you know, team that just got relegated, I don't think Brighton will get relegated, but it's it's kind of that mood move where you spot a player from lower than the division, scalable output, so you can move up to a stronger team. And Wijnaldum as well, I think, moved at 25 years old. So there's a lot of comparables there. Yeah, one goal and, and no assists this season, Dave. But I suppose that's not everything, is it? You can be a creative player in that sort of midfield area without having those numbers. And I suppose Wijnaldum and possibly Thiago and one or two others at Liverpool are, are probably decent examples of that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, You know, Brightner, uh, we touched on it on the Analyze Anfield show. Brightner are, are really... They look to be a good side, well coached. They do a lot of good stuff. They maybe just need a, a little bit more in both boxes, um, which is stopping them maybe being the sides closer to the top ten. But they, they, they play some good stuff. But you know if you, that role he's kind of doing for them at the moment. There, there isn't that same dominance as say what you'd have at Liverpool in terms of you know territory. So I had a quick look and he makes around fourteen uh, attacking thirds touches per ninety. Uh, it's 34 in the middle of the park. You know, you'd expect that to sizably increase at Liverpool, wouldn't you? And he's making, he's averaging less than a touch in the penalty area at the moment per 90 as well. Again, at Liverpool, when those those late runs Josh alluded to there, you'd probably see a little bit more of them or you'd have capacity to, to do a little bit more of them at Liverpool. And uh, that could, could well lead to, you know, more goals and uh, more assists too. And just to, to finish then, Josh, we know that Brighton don't let these players go cheaply. We've seen that with Ben White last summer. I mean, how much do you think it, it possibly would be worth paying for Basuma? And, and probably Brighton would probably want at least that, if not more, with a, a little premium on top, you'd think. Yeah, well, I suppose this is this is the problem. Liverpool are always searching for value in the transfer market. And I think signing a player from Brighton is a bit more of a a problem when it comes to that sort of thing because you know we saw with Ben White they were looking to let Ben White go for I think it was around 30 million for for Leeds making those bids and I think since since they achieved promotion since they've been in and around the Premier League and stuff they've spent quite a bit without without wanting to recoup virtually any of that on the sales side of things I looked at that last year I think for every 100 million that Brighton spend I think they only maybe recoup about 10 million of that and I think Liverpool are upwards in, into the 70 million bracket for the same same numbers. So this would be the problem. I think you're looking at at least 30 million for this player, depending on when his contract runs out. Maybe while I'm speaking, Dave can have a little check to see when his contract runs out because that mm. tends to dictate value. Um, but Brighton are certainly the, ten, the type of club that don't tend to get ripped off, really. They don't tend to get taken to the cleaners in the transfer market. So you're looking at over 30 million for Liverpool to pay that for a player. He does have to be... You know, he does have to offer a lot on the pitch and mm. the streamer does offer quite a bit. But to offer over thirty millions worth, you know, we had some questions are getting asked there, but I suppose he's in and around the region of, of offering that. You know, why not I have twenty five million at the time and that's looking like a bargain now. But yeah, it's um it's just whether Liverpool Liverpool could find better value, I suppose, or not. Uh, June twenty twenty three. Right. That's interesting. So he's, he's approaching two years then. So I suppose maybe that does impact his value a little bit. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just whether there's, there's better value out there from, say, the you know the touch-headed VC or even looking back at legal, you've got Renato Sanchez over there. Um, you've got players like that. So it's a sticky one now. 
Yeah, certainly is. Certainly one to watch out for, though, Yves Basuma. Certainly a name that you can see at Anfield on Wednesday night when Brighton take on Liverpool. That's all we've got time for, though, on the latest Under the Radar podcast from Blood Red. Thank you for watching or for listening. And until next time, it's goodbye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo.